Sports, sports, sports. The overpriced state fair of sports. I take offense to that. Apparently, <laughs> coming to you from independent remote quarantine locations with me tonight are my co-hosts, the exclamation point, the passionate one, Reed. Good evening. And the question mark, the man who cares nothing about sports, Rowdy. Hello. And in the middle of the period, my name is Snoop Gentleman, episode 307. How are we? Feel good. 307, uh, is that the same, is that the dollar amount you spent at the fair tonight? Uh, it was a, a, a 156, <laughs> yeah. And you asked how I was doing, I was going to say I'm $156 poorer. Yeah. Thanks to the Indiana State Yikes. Fair. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Did, did you buy yourself Big a fair. goat? How did you do that? Nope. Big Carney. Parking. <laughs> Big Carney, yeah. Mm-hmm. Parking. Tickets, food, one ride. What ride? Ferris wheel. That's it. Twenty-eight dollar oh, okay. Ferris wheel ride. Yeah, that seems high. I, it's you know how much? So stupid. I don't even think I paid that much for the giant Ferris wheel at in Chicago. Yeah, you should. Yeah, the, you, Navy you shouldn't. Pier, pair. Did I say pair? Pier. Mm, uh, quick aside, you're about to pay more than that to me for Farm Aid, so. <laughs> Oh, I'll pay. I'll pay that for Farm Aid. Yeah. Yeah. Not the state fair. What's yeah, the not, view like not to, from the fair? Not to wheel? feed his children. It, it's yeah, what not, is the view It's like? not a fantastic view. I mean, can you, you see, do. Well, like, you downtown? do get above. Yeah, you do get above the tree line, and then you can see downtown. And then I don't know if you've been on a Ferris wheel before, but then you don't see it. I don't. I don't. And know then that I you. Have. And then you do see it again. <laughs> and then you don't see it. And then you do see it again. Uh-huh. And then you don't see it, and then you how get many, off. How okay for the twenty? What was it? Twenty eight dollars uh-huh. for four tickets. How many revolutions? I believe. That? Now don't count the load time. No, not Just counting. Yeah, not counting. Revolution yeah. doesn't count. Not right. counting the loading. I would say maybe six revolutions. Let Let's be generous and say seven. Hmm. So. And how long is a revolution? Would you say? How many seconds? Say you want a revolution? Um, I'd say I'd say about a minute, okay. maybe less than That's that. That's a pretty oh, it's got to be less than that. Yeah, That's it's probably a pretty less long than that. Revolution. Yeah. So a five minute ride. Yeah, five about five minute ride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. That's good rate. Yep. And then the unload time stretches that. Not this. They were very efficient, very yeah, efficient loading, very efficient on. unloading. So I didn't even get the free like. Let's just sit at the top for a bit while we unload this. So, yeah, it's a racket. I don't know. Almost stepped in vomit. Um, <laughs> On the Ferris wheel? Uh, in the midway. Or just general, general I, vomit. I got yeah. my family to avoid walking through someone else's vomit. Um, That's got to be a nightmare for you. Oh, yeah, I would have. <laughs> I would have. I would. I would have gone over to the uh, the booth where they sold like belt buckles and stuff and tried to see if I could buy some boots or something because I would not have worn those shoes home. <laughs> throw it away. Throw everything yeah, away. Yeah, not keeping this at all. Yeah. Hmm. I, I'd what go get I'd get a couple stuffed Tweety Birds and wear those home as shoes. There you go. <laughs> Cotton candy vomit, meat vomit. What co- Yeah, what color? Yeah, what kind of vomit? We How did at? you know it was vomit? Could it just have been melted? Chunks. Like it melted chunks. ice cream? It was chunk, chunky. It was vomit. What do you think they had eaten? Oh, uh, I don't even. I don't even know. It was unrecognizable at this point. Uh, um, I'm glad you guys keep asking about it, though. <laughs> yeah, how are you um, feeling? Yeah, doing okay. 
But uh, nah, yeah, I, uh, yeah. Do you see any of the animals? Are you taking any of the saw sights? Saw some animals. The people see it was it, fine. People watching. It was fine. It was all fine. <laughs> I think you and I have I very different He's state so fair angry. experiences. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah. Well, Snoop's, definitely Snoop's have, like, the one the that convinced me to go because yeah, it's yeah. like Snoop. Snoop's Fairy family tale. goes twenty times a year, yeah, and it's and it's like wow, this is a magical time. So I'm like, oh, we haven't been for a while. I guess we'll go to the state fair, and then just like, okay, never this mind. Well, yeah. maybe in five years we'll try it again. Well, I think it, though, if you go at it with in a limited are you about to say a good attitude because that's not happening no no yeah. no unlimited funds it, it doesn't, yeah it doesn't oh, yeah, matter that would be okay too it doesn't matter what attitude you go in there with that place is chaos and like it will quickly yeah. turn you into uh, a monster like that's called the public yeah being in in, in those spaces uh, but I think if you go you kind of have to take it in in, in sections and you have to spend like, yeah, you, ha- you can't have a deadline. You just kind of have to go and say, we could be here all day or we could leave after an yeah. hour. And we're going to take, we're going to go into this like a white woman's Instagram with open hands and let it be yeah. what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like it. Yeah. That was my, it was my fault for going on a school night. Yeah. And, uh, oh, it is a school night. Yeah. yeah. Which is stupid. I mean, that's the thing. It's like state fair. Should happen in the summer. In the summer, when well, I mean, it's pe- kind of the school's fault. Well, well it is. yeah, yeah, yeah. Summer. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I it's mean, still it, summer. It, sh- it should be summertime. Like you should be able to just go for the day. It's yeah. So you could. It's open. You could. Skip I mean, it's open. Though. You'd have to just keep your kids home from school. Well, in for IPS, yes, but like where Reed and I, well, even where you grew up, I mean, we wouldn't start school till. The end of August next week. Labor I mean, or that's Memorial not anymore, Labor Day. Not anymore. No, they t- up here they started August first. Yeah. Or yeah. July thirty first. The whole the whole world's Something gone like crazy. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't get the what's the argument behind that retention? Like not having three months off and only having a few weeks here. Because if I'm a teacher, I didn't sign up to work all year. <laughs> all right? I didn't come here Firstly, to play school. Yeah. yeah. Firstly, yeah. Or I make mean, or make friends. I would be outraged. <laughs> yeah. They need to they need to redo their collective bargaining. I would be outraged as a teacher with this year round schedule. That's a crock. It's not quite year round. I think you still get like ten weeks off. Yeah, but that's yeah, what they call it, right? But you're also you've gotta then yeah. go back in and and do your teachers are back before students are and getting their classrooms ready and yeah, they gotta go to faculty stuff, meetings so like, and yeah. Yeah. They get three weeks off for the winter. They the probably do something stupid in those meetings, like those big long pieces of paper where everybody gets a marker and has to participate. Yeah, and I had to do. I had to do one of those a couple of years ago. I about threw a fit right in the middle of it. <laughs> what did you God, have to I write? That. Well, you had to Memory. draw what you were interested in, and you had to put post-it oh. notes and stickers by the things that are important. I mean, I, I thought, what the hell is this? This is a crock. This makes me hate everything and everyone in here right now. What what event were you at where this was <laughs> It happening? was a, for a board I'm on for the museum. It was killing me. So it was like yeah. a vision vision setting. Yeah, it was like a, one of those, uh, what do they call them? 
the people that come in and and uh, take all your post-it notes and then write up a plan mm-hmm. to tell you what you should do to make more money. Uh, grifters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that like, really is. It's like, well, you're not... Oh. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was <laughs> consultants. So they were out, there outside is, consultants. consultants. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, it was too... And then, hey, I see the... You know, you're giving me a, a printout of the budget, and when I'm looking at what these things cost, I'm thinking, well, it's no wonder you need money. You're yeah. dropping all this coin on on this bull crap. Mm-hmm. On meeting facilitators. Ugh. There is nothing worse. Why do people pretend that meetings could be enjoyable? I don't know. It is know. a universal law that meetings are terrible. <laughs> all right? And walking around a giant room putting post-it notes on the wall, don't patronize me. No. This is not going to make me enjoy this meeting. Yeah. This is going to make me hate you even more and this meeting even more. Yeah. Oh, it enraged me, dude. I've been enraged ever since. I've been on this damn board for three years. Yeah. This was day one. It's killing me. Oh. Day, it's, day one. This was day one. Yeah. Minute three. Have you brought it up? Anytime there's some no, sort of questions like, I don't know, let's go back to our vision board. What did, what did we say then? Look at this post-it note. Mm. It's unreal. I didn't know. I mean, I'm glad I'm hearing all this now. I didn't know this is what our podcast was going to be tonight. Well, I mean, it's good. I've already put up 12 post-its on my board, so. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. yeah. We yeah. should. It should be a public board. We should put. Uh, we'll start our public. Uh, grievance board. Don't, grievance don't board. Say, don't get. Don't get three people excited about. Like <laughs> yeah. You know what? I do have a lot to say about grievances. Uh, oh man. Well, do, should we get into this? Let's do it. Hey, Rowdy, how about some sports? Okay, well, we're not going to quite start with sports. Uh, we'll start with uh, uh, World Cup finals, so. Yeah. Ouch. Now, I, let me hand you this shovel so you can dig this hole. Now, why is this not a sport? No, it's a sport. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, congratulations to the women of England, the Lionesses, and the women of Spain for making it to... The Women's World Cup final. It's going to be England and Spain. England and Spain. Yeah, this is England's first World Cup final. I'm going Spain. Congratulations to them. You're going Spain? Mm -hmm. Spain beat Sweden 2-1. Sweden was who knocked out the uh, U.S. women. It was mostly a a boring affair, low-scoring affair, until the 80th minute when everything opened up. Uh, with, with Spain scoring, Sweden immediately uh, equalizing, and then Spain scoring in the last few dying minutes of the game to send them on. England, on the other hand, beat the host Australians 3-1. Um, I thought this was in New Zealand. Australia and New Zealand. Oh. It's a, it's a joint affair. Some, okay. Similar to the World Cup uh, when it comes here, the Men's yeah. World Cup. North America. Or, Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is also I did not know this. So their man, England's manager Serena Wegman, has had is is she's had quite the run. It's her fourth consecutive major tournament final, uh, and she's taken two separate teams to the World Cup final. So I in never twenty, won. never won the World Cup. She won UEFA with the women's championship with the Netherlands. Then she. Were, were run, she was runner-up with the Netherlands. Like brought you, 
uh, England to the Women's Championship, UEFA Women's Championship, and then also now in the finals. Uh, this allegedly is also the target for the next U.S. manager as their manager stepped down today. Hmm. Yeah, so Andonovsky stepped down, and now they're uh, allegedly trying to target Wegman as the new manager. So congratulations to England and Spain. The game is probably very Boy, early this in the is morning. really kind of an well, old-school duel. It's yeah. in Australia, too. Yeah, it's like, and this is this is what makes this match interesting because, okay, well, it's, it's I mean it's the final. I think that in and of itself makes it. Yeah, some people might think that, yeah. <laughs> but, but you have, not, but you not you, England going to Australia, which it right. owns, colonial territory allegedly in yeah. spirit. England owns Australia, so you've got some cultural. Uh, you've got some cultural connection there. So for England, it might feel like more of a home team. Mm. But Spain and Australia actually have fairly similar climates. Oh, interesting. I mean, down to uh, Australia and Spain, if you compare their days of rain, both of them, Exactly, 70.8 days of rain on average per Interesting. year. Interesting. Humidity, uh, 64% in Australia, 68% in Spain. You look at the daily uh, maximum temperature uh, charts, and they're just uh, essentially just like the exact same graph. It's just shifted because of the seasons. But like yeah. the maximum daytime temperature and the daily lows are about the same so yeah it's a very very similar the biggest difference mm. is water temperature is warmer but i don't think they're going to be they're not playing in the water are they no they are not polo. playing in the okay, water polo. They're, they're playing at lang park uh but i thought that australia australia was like 90 or 95 percent desert that's not true of spain right uh have you seen the movie sexy beast I have seen the movie Sexy Beast. I was actually just watching clips of Sexy Beast the other day again because Ben Kingsley puts on such a magnificent performance. It's a powerhouse mm. performance. It really um, is. It really mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's his name? Ray Winstone? Wait, Ray uh, Winstone, yeah. Very excellent. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's all desert. Like, there's a lot of desert. Yeah, but that's. They're areas. not in. Are they in Spain? Yeah, I thought that's it was in mostly. Spain. Iberia yeah. player? I thought they're. Uh, I thought it was mostly plains, and that's where the rains are in Spain. It's a common, it's mis- most, common misconception. Yeah. Plains, the, the rains. But yeah, I think it's kind of like. Uh, I fall think mainly it's kinda, on the. I've never plain, been to either yeah. one. <laughs> Nobody, but I think it's kind of like Australia, where you've got the coastal areas that are kind of, you know. Shark infested. Coastal, yeah. Yeah, warm, and, then, and, then tropical you, and then you go in to the interior, respects. and you've got some like parched desert like areas uh it's not the interior it's the outback outback well okay the outback of spain yes where blooming onions are native (laughs) yeah exactly that's a native species (laughs) indigenous to the continent the blooming Uh onion (laughs) onion, that's right (laughs) yeah that's true (laughs) don't don't fact check us uh let's move on next story all right. Well, we got uh, a lot to go through. We've already blown through twenty minutes of nonsense. Sure, uh, <laughs> twenty well, minutes of Reed's airing of grievances on white news. hot rage. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, you could say you could say we were blindsided by. Uh, oh, that was good. Oh yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> we're gonna move on to the uh, the story, the 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 heart wrenching story of the of the season. Michael, Ower, how do you say it? Or, 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 who was the um, the Ower. kid from the blinds? The movie The Blindsided, now thirty seven. Um, who was adopted by the f- the whoa whoa Sandra well, he Bullock? Was what? He was what? Oh, in the movie, yeah. Yeah. he was adopted oh. by Sandra Bullock so Sandy. he could play football mm-hmm. and all that. Turns out that might not be the case, right? That might not be the case. That actually is legally not. not the case. It for sure is not the case. Yes, he. It's come out. It's come to Michael's attention. Not a colleague that he was not actually adopted by the Tui family. In fact, what he signed was a conservatorship in August of 2006, 2004. Uh, so since then, he's been under a conservatorship of the Tui family and has received, according to him, no money from the blind side, no money from the book that Michael Lewis wrote about him, and he's suing them for... Uh, what was it? Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars plus whatever else he can figure out. Mm-hmm. He's missed out on this three hundred million dollar movie about his yes. life. It's a crazy story. The fact that he did not know what he was signing—I mean, that's not surprising for a kid. But half of his life, he was under the assumption that he was adopted. And he was told by the Tui family that because you're over 18, we can't legally adopt you. So we're going to do the, it's an adoption, but we'll have to call it a conservatorship. Yes. So he's been a millionaire for more than half of his life. mm -hmm. When did he think the checks were going to start coming? This movie came out in what, 06, you said? Something like that. It's oh, been nine. out a decade. It's and been out a decade. Sandra, yeah, Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So why now? He just found out. He just found out that this is why he wasn't getting paid. In February of 2023, oh, I see. Okay. it came to light that he did not, he was not adopted. Okay. And he's not a member of the family. And in fact, the deal that they had made was that they the two years were put, Paid two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars plus two and a half percent of all future uh, defined net proceeds for the Blindside movie. Ooh, back end deal for their family and natural-born children. So he has not even mentioned. I don't know if they expected him to get his own deal. Yeah. Or what? But he's not listed as anyone as. Any of these uh, who are getting the d- defined net proceeds, and he's not listed in any contract as a family member. He's not listed in any way as um, as some sort of associate. He's also not listed or and and as uh, he's not being represented by anyone. So CAA is representing the Tuies in the contract, but under the uh, agent representative for Michael because he's listed separately it's the person 
Debbie Brannon, who's the attorney for the conservatorship. So that's who's so supposed to be. His name's not even on it. His name's not even on it, except to say that anything that goes to him goes through her. Uh, wow. Right now, he's seen nothing of the $330 million plus that his life story has generated. What I find the strangest out of all this is is Michael Lewis is the author who wrote the book. So he's famous for writing Moneyball. Right. Uh, this book, also he wrote, I believe he wrote Friday Night Lights. So he's no slouch. He does his research. I don't understand how this uh, little nugget of information one. was never fact-checked. Yeah. I don't understand how he didn't say under in his book because he kept saying that he was adopted they made a movie that said he was adopted at any point did anybody actually check this why didn't the family stop at some point and go you know that's not actually right like that's (laughs) not what happened and there's a reason that that's not what happened and here's the reason and at least present that you know i don't that's the part that i find very odd about this whole thing this this story has been out since 2006 Nobody, nobody stopped to say, you know, even on the TUI's website and their website for their not pro- their nonprofit, they said that they 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 mentioned adopting Michael Orr. Hmm. It's all very bizarre. It is bizarre, but then on the on the other side, then the TUI say. One, oh yeah, your team Tui. I forgot about yeah, this. Yeah, I have to. I have to. I have to be uh, the Tui's advocate. Um, so they claim that he has tried to shake them down for money in the past. So they they say that um, he threatened to plant a negative story about them in the press unless they paid him fifteen million dollars. Who's he? And Michael Orr. Michael Michael, Michael threatened the family that he would okay. plant a negative story about them in the press unless they paid him fifteen million, um, and and the lawyer for the Tuies says he's actually attempted this before, but numerous other lawyers have stopped representing him once they saw the evidence and learned the truth. Um, they they say that the. Um, uh, they well, Sean Tui, the the father, uh, said that he, he has no need for money. He sold, uh, he had a lot of fast food f- food franchises, which he sold for over two hundred million dollars. Um, he said that they had had a very close relationship with with Michael uh, since the Blind Side came out, but he said he noticed a schism forming about a year and a half ago. Um, but. Yeah, the uh, um, the the Tuies also say that they've really not received any money from the Blind Side except for money from um, Michael Lewis. So Michael Lewis, the author, split his pro- his his profits and said essentially each person in the family, including Michael, got like fourteen thousand dollars or something like that. And the lawyer said that they insisted any money received be divided equally, and they've made good on that pledge. The evidence documented in profit participation checks and studio accounting statements is clear. Over the years, the Tuies have given Mr. Orr a, an equal cut of every penny received from the blind side. 
even recently when he started threatening them about what he would do unless he paid them an eight-figure windfall, unless they paid him an eight-figure windfall as part of that shakedown effort, um, refused to cash the small profit checks from the TUIs. They still deposited uh, Mr. Orr's equal share into a trust account they set up for his son. So essentially, he has he has still been getting these checks, but but refused to deposit them because of this uh, lawsuit. But they're still putting money. But has he been getting? Them. But has he been getting these checks? Because this lawsuit didn't start till February of twenty. Well, it just started, but he didn't find out know. allegedly. He has about a trust. This. He has a tr the money is in a trust. Although yeah. he's he is thirty seven, so he's, I mean, yeah, seems I, like he should also. And I think he has four kids of his own now. So, well, according to like his court, according to his filing, he never received any money from the movie. Hmm. Uh, even though others were receiving money, as that stated, but. You know, the two he's wrote in that book that, oh, we're, we're, we're splitting it five ways, which is just a ridiculous idea anyway, because what do these other people have to do with this story? It's his story. Like, it's not. They're the white saviors. Well, yeah, okay. And this all happened in Tennessee, which I think I read that Tennessee to, ha to file a conservatorship on a someone who's over 18 you have to have shown that he had to in some way be uh have some sort of issue but according to everything he's said and what the family has said is he's never had any physical uh disabilities or psychological disabilities that would have required a conservatorship at the age of 18. Hmm. so that's a little odd too it's a there's some yeah there's some yeah, strangeness there for sure, but well, especially I, when the, the guy who's filing it was worth two hundred million dollars. I mean yeah you can find a you can find a lawyer, a family friend yeah. who also happens to be a lawyer that will yeah, file this conservatorship. Shrink. Yeah, I mean I'm yeah. start I think I'm, I, I think I'm starting to switch probably. sides and. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't heard some of the evidence that Snoop presented. All yeah. I saw was I think that one of the things and, like and lawyers are very convincing. I'm I mean, a strong believer in, in follow your folly, but I think yeah, in some cases Rowdy's folly is going the wrong direction. I mean, uh, it just goes to show you don't put people up on a pedestal. Yeah, right. here it is. Don't meet your heroes. Yeah, don't I mean, meet your heroes. Yeah, one minute she's America's sweetheart, the next minute Sandra Bullock is Oh, don't well, drag her into this. She did win an Academy Award. You think Award she's really adopted those kids, or she just has conservancies? <laughs> yeah, at age at age one, two, three, and four, whatever yeah. they. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't drag America's sweetheart into this. She didn't know. Damn, Sandy. I don't know how Michael Lewis didn't know. That's my pro that, that's that's a I, very good point because that's a as an author that's a big omission, not to do your research or due diligence on that. Yeah. Oh, he we adopted a, him. He needed a post-it note for that. With yeah. A green dot next to it. I, I mean, think unless it, unless Michael's making it all up, I think I'm back to team. I think I'm back to team <laughs> Tui. They're not making it up because not Sean Sandra Sean Tui put out a, a statement that said, "Oh, we're very hurt by this." But yeah, we we he did sign a conservatorship. Like he didn't. Uh, he didn't. Well, he confirmed that this is exactly what happened. All right, but I guess see, I'm, another, I'm back on uh, Team Michael. Another question <laughs> could be, what if Tui knew this and he knew that 
Michael Orr wants him getting his money, why didn't he do something about it? If he knew what? That Michael Orr had a grievance with all this or didn't think he was getting his, then he, did he, I mean, is there any evidence that he made any attempt to rectify this beforehand? Do you think that rich people typically well, they give claim away that, that they money? Claim that they were That's being, why his defense is bogus. Yeah, but they claim that they were being shaken down for money. That he came to him and said, "Look, I'm gonna." They I'm were gonna... the money that they stole from Michael Orr. <laughs> right, his two and a half percent of the three hundred thirty million dollars they made. Yeah. It's not a shakedown when you provide somebody a bill. Hey, yeah, this is called, what you. It's called collections. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, yeah. All right. Well. All right. What else and we he got? Sent the heavy. Michael. He sent the heavy. Right. Well, we'll 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 keep an eye on this. Yeah, for sure. This entire story. What else we got? All right. Um, was that a was that a blindside pun? Keep an eye on. It, not intentionally. I mean, cause if, it was a stretch, but I like. I mean, yeah. there's something there. There's something there. We'll <laughs> workshop that. Okay. Um, all right. Next Great. up. Hey, what time is it, Ricardo? Well, uh, it's time to talk about. <laughs> it's time to talk about uh, double amputee paracyclist uh, Ricardo Ten Arhiles. Uh, who? That, there's no way that's how you say that. Go uh, ahead. It's it's Achilles, Achilles, Achilles. Okay, Achilles. what about him? His name okay. is Ten. He's a he's a Paralympic cyclist who lost both of his arms, uh, which were am, amputated. Uh, I I think above, above his elbows, elbow. or around his elbows, yeah. um, when he was eight years old. Um, Oh after some kind of incident with a with with power lines, I can't uh, yeah, Google high voltage. Guy, I don't high, know what Rowdy said. High voltage <laughs> wires. So he had his both arms and his left leg amputated. Uh, what? Seventy five percent of his body suffered third degree burns, and but since then. But is it the seventy five percent they ended up taking off anyway? Sorry. Well, I mean, that's, <laughs> sorry for interrupting. I don't know. Uh, but he's he's become a um, uh, a Paralympic star, cycling star. Uh, so on Saturday, he won. Uh, well, I guess this was uh, yes. Uh, he he won in Glasgow, and that was his fifth uh, paratrack cycling world title. And as a uh, <laughs> As a reward for his, uh, you shouldn't be efforts. laughing about this. This is he, not something. <laughs> Stop laughing. He was, he was. There's awarded, more than one way to wear him. <laughs> he was awarded with uh, two gold, gold medals and and, and two <laughs> watches. <laughs> oh, I'm looking at. Oh my God, are you kidding? Why is that uh, funny? So the <laughs> I, I'm not a, I'm not a watch guy, so I'm gonna call Me him Tisset. Tissot. It's probably Tissot, yeah. Tissot, yeah. Um, Can somebody get a couple lanyards over here? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you know, it, it started to uh, it, it started to spread <laughs> through through TikTok the the video of him Mommy. receiving oh, <laughs> receiving his watches. Read the room. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. But, he seemed very he seemed very happy about it. There was he pictures circulating he that was, he was yeah, showing off their watches straight on eBay. It yeah. was he, he it was he was he was very graceful about you know about the whole gracious about the whole thing. He um, then later shared a video of himself. Actually, uh, uh, so, someone's like. 
uh, in the video it says, Ricardo, what time is it? And so he holds up his arm and he has one of the watches on. He goes, world champion time. So that's pretty good. He's, uh, he's taking it. He, he's taking it in stride. He's, uh, <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, the video of him <laughs> receiving it was priceless because not only are they giving him a watch, but they just kind of like start handing him this this box and you can just kind of see this look on <laughs> they're his like it's like oh they're realizing what's about to happen yeah. uh-huh Ev- yeah everyone the, the guy handing him the box is like why am i here here's here's a box of watches and a <laughs> pair of custom cowboy boots yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm like what are we doing oh man do you think that PR person at Tissot got fired? Like, what? Why? Why was this a good idea? Like, oh my god! Yeah, I mean, it's still incredible that things like this have, like, just for absolute meltdown. Yeah, that something that with that much money around it and that much publicity, and it's just absolute insanity. Yeah. Total incompetence. It's nice yeah. that incompetence happens at all levels, I guess. Oh, yeah. Probably more at the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Failed at the top. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. I mean. <laughs> what else, what else you got here, this. Rowdy? Just say I. Um, <laughs> well. Just say I. <laughs> Where did you come from, Cotton Eye Joe? Oh, what happened? Yeah. These uh, are all your stories, buddy. This is uh, this. There was an interruption at the uh, Canadian <laughs> this Open. This was wild. And uh, it was Iga Swiatek and Jessica Pegula, Pegula. playing a semifinal match. And Pegula, just oh, yeah, right Pegula. in the middle, right in the middle of the match, uh, Pegula was up four three in a second set tiebreaker, three points away from victory, and Swiatek was about to strike the ball. When the 1995 hit song Cotton Eye Joe by the uh, Swedish Eurodance group Rednecks With just an X. started blasting. <laughs> um, Where did you come from? Where did you go? <laughs> what? Man. So how did this happen? Was this somebody's like? Was this somebody's ringtone that was a little? Nah, too dude, loud. It was over the PA. It was over the PA. It was over the, PA, was, the sound guy slipped a cog. Like something went went awry. Went sideways. Yeah. Uh, he the, just got fired from is, Tissot, so he was looking for a new yeah, job. Yeah, well, that could watch. be. <laughs> I, see, the thing is, I I Cotton Eye Joe has oh, yeah, here has kind of taken I on knew a life was of be its the own, angle. and <laughs> so it's it's. It's a pretty common song in the world of sports. Intense so too. there was a. Is it? Uh, yes. So so we'll start um, with the world of professional darts. A uh, 180 world, world champion dart player, uh, John Michael, <laughs> aka John Boy, uh-huh. uh, uses it as his walk-on music. Yeah. Um, of course. The Ontario Hockey League team, the Guelph Storm. Uh, did use it, but then stopped when uh, local groups told them that it had racist origins, which mm. might be true. Um, hey, man, but, can I ask you a question real quick? Yeah. Is this a long <laughs> list? 
I mean, it's a lot. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here, I'm gonna run other, to the couple bathroom. Other, couple other real quick. Uh, ice hockey, uh, gold medal game of ice hockey in the 2010 World Olympics, seventh inning stretch at Yankee Stadiums. So it's it's used a lot. Oh, Yankee Stadium too. Yeah. Yeah. I have heard it in t like tennis warmups and stuff yeah. before even on TV. So they probably just had it queued up for some reason, but oh man. Yeah, they probably play it during like TV timeouts or something, mm -hmm. and somebody clicked on the wrong thing. Yeah. But yeah, that's hilarious that it happens at tennis where you it's like about being quiet and like you know and that oh, thing man. just came in and it just <laughs> yeah the the song came in just hot. it starts <laughs> it just. There's no there's no warm up to the song. No. Like thinking no. of some other Euro dance songs, like think of like um Ace of Bass. Yeah. You've always got a little bit of like a little lead in lead in yeah. to it, yeah. but not rednecks. <laughs> oh, I, no. I did not realize no one's I, talking in the crowd. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Are we still reading the list? No, 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 no. Oh. Okay. Um but I didn't realize the whole the whole deal with rednecks um, is that with they're an X? just yeah they're tell us they're, what the deal is with rednecks Rowdy. so they're mostly <laughs> they're mostly Swedish but they okay their wow. whole their whole thing is they just are are they dress up in a Swedish Eurodance person's uh, interpretation of American rednecks. So if you look at pictures oh of them, they're God, all like wearing this. like redneck, what they consider redneck outfits, which is really kind of like mostly like cowboy type stuff. But then they put dirt oh, all yeah. over their faces <laughs> and uh, oh, then they, yeah. they give themselves names. Oh, I mean, man, these are great. Yeah. So the founding founding members of of the of the group, their names were Mary Jo, Bobby Sue. Ken Tacky, get it? Uh, Billy Ray oh, yeah. and, and uh -huh. Mupp. But over the years, we've had uh, Purvis the Paller Gator, mm -hmm. uh, Jiggy McClaganahan, Ace Ratclaw, Moe Mo Lester the Limp, uh, Bone Duster yeah. Croc, uh, <laughs> the, it, also the original Bone Duster bone Croc. Duster. I like that. Uh, BB Stiff, uh, Whippy. Rufus Jones. I mean, it's like they're they're like hee haw names. Yeah. Um, they look like hee haw people with dreadlocks. Yeah, and and the the great thing is like the group has, it's just a it, it was a group that was created by Swedish producers, so they've just rotated through. Tons of people, and they even oh. at one point had an Australian clone. Um, what? But I mean, but you can't you you can't argue with a formula that works because. I know you guys are very familiar with Eurodance. I'm preaching to the choir here, but um, usually in Eurodance, this is the second time Eurodance has come up in a conversation that I've had today, and I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, you're in I, I, I'm going to ask about the, the the other time after this. It's that dude. <laughs> so, it's the DJ Cheapy Tricks or whatever his name is. DJ Crazy Times. Okay, go ahead. So, usually in Eurodance, as you know, the the female singer sings the refrain, and then. Um, a male rapper does the verses in mm -hmm. kind of a verse mm -hmm. chorus structure, but rednecks flip that. So you've got the female singer singing the verses and the male singer 
singing the bridge and the refrain. So that's that's kind of the the secret. That's songs. their claim to fame. Uh, okay. Yeah. Wait, yeah, is there a female singer on Cotton Eye Joe? Real mm-hmm. pioneers. Yeah. Oh, I don't even remember that part. You're gonna have to. You'll have to check it out. It's it's pretty good. But yeah, Eurodance. I mean, it's we we've got this song. We've got the Barbie the Barbie girl song that's everywhere. Like, I think it's about time. Wait, for there's a Barbie girl song. What's yeah, the Barbie, the Barbie, girl? the Aqua Barbie. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. Barbie. Come on, Barbie. Let's uh, go party. Exactly. So we've got all this. I think it's about time for an Ace of Base resurrection. Oh, Dude, Ace wait. of Base. That first album was sir was awesome. I am offended. Yeah, and, they and, never went anywhere. Exactly. A resurrection implies death, well, sir. This is this has never gone away. <laughs> yes, with those voices. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. That was the first CD my brother ever bought. Yeah. I'm not mad about it. No, <laughs> it was a great album, man. Yeah. It was. Holds up. Yeah. 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 I I agree. I think we need to. I think we need to give more flowers to Ace of Base. Ace know? of Base is better than Abba. Wow. I mean. I said it. They've got an edge. To them. They've got yeah. more of an edge to them. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well. But I think I can. Did you even it. check on what they've been doing lately? No. Ace counting of Base. Money. Uh, counting money. I'm assuming. Oh yeah. Well, they're all. They're down to two members. Jonas and. Oof. Oh, I'm not gonna click <laughs> through all that. Well, I don't know. I mean. To me, I, I, feel like, I feel a little bit oh, offended by rednecks now that I know about them a little bit more. Oh. That they're just they're just stereotyping white Americans. It's a little offensive, right? Yeah. yeah. Go for it. Sure. I, I say. Mean, have you seen the Muppets <laughs> and that chef? <laughs> I mean, okay, we got them. That's fair. That's very American of you. No, we have the nukes. <laughs> Jim Henson was not holding back. Nope. <laughs> oh, oh man! Uh, All right, yeah. well, we're not going to top that. So. Um, <laughs> I guess uh, in this same vein, uh, our buddy Sean sent sent me a story. There is a a group. wait. Are you talking about the Kentucky Colonel? Our yes. Kentu- our our, yeah. our friend Kentu- show some respect. Our our Kentucky Colonel uh, official Kentucky Colonel friend uh, uh, Sean, he sent us a um, a story about a Native American group demanding that the commanders. Reinstate the Redskins name. Oh, come on. Let me guess. Yeah. This, this came from the New York Post. No, it is from our America's colleagues, oldest newspaper. Yep. Our, our a, colleagues from the Post. A group calling themselves the Native American Guardians Association. Oh, that's have, ironic. Have organized a petition that has more than 90,000 signatures. That is ironic. Uh, and uh, they claim that. Uh, they say the line in the sand, this line in the sand moment reinforces undeniable history of uh, the Native American assisting the founding of America with Native American principles used by the founding fathers in the U.S. Constitution. Every American's right to the First and Fourteenth Amendment and not to be targets of cancel culture or ESG. I don't know what ESG is, but 
Um, this is not a simple left or right issue for Americans. It reaches across the political spectrum, dating back to um, our founding fathers. So, who is this authored by? This is Naga. this is uh, Naga, 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 the Native American Guardians Association, and their Naga leadership team. It's made up of uh, twelve members who all have some claim to Native American ancestry. Um, Cherokee. But yes, a lot of them say, they're essentially saying, if you read their bios, uh, for example, one, I joined NAGA to fight against the woke liberalism trying to erase my culture from today's schools. Native American okay. imagery and verbiage is not offensive if used respectfully and dignified. Um, over the years, there's been some imagery used improper improperly but that is why NAGA is here to educate schools and individuals the proper way to show honor and tribute to Native Americans which they think I guess also includes using the name Redskins but uh, yeah yeah for some reason you got some right wing natives okay yeah so yeah that's exactly what it is it's like it's like a dozen uh, right wing natives that are forming this petition so um, but I like that they're the Guardians because that's the name that the Cleveland it, Indians it, chose, I and that that, was... that it's Naga versus Maga. Uh huh. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll we'll see. But you know, we thought we thought the Redskins' name was was long gone, but I don't we'll know. See if Se this gets se any seems traction, like some crackpots, huh? but new new ownership doesn't bode well for them. Since uh, I don't they, think so, they finally sold the team. Uh, it, they're not going back. I was gonna say it does feel like something like if this had happened with Snyder, Snyder, yeah, yeah. maybe, yeah, or it was poorly timed. Had it happened when they were in the midst of the fight, um, it definitely could have maybe prolong the redskin name but now although i do think that the new owner is open to maybe changing the name and i've heard some people suggest that they just go back to the washington football team i thought they should i just thought stuck the washington football team was fantastic yeah i thought they should have just stuck with that why not i mean i get the money grab end of it where they change their branding change the name think everybody's gonna buy the new but they should go back to Washington football team. And allegedly the new owner's open to it, so we'll see. Oh, that's interesting. I did not yeah. know that. That is cool. Well, we'll, we'll have to find out. Which one of the owners, Rowdy, is Magic Johnson? I did see that, yes. Mm hmm. hmm. Well, I think Snoop's internet went out, so I'm just going to go ahead and close this episode. Um, I mean, I guess that's it. We did it. It's episode 307, mostly. <laughs> we did most of the sports. As always, I want to thank the Minister of Sound, Mikey, the Junior Minister of Sound, Ralphie, Jet Belly Music, the Commissioner, Brandon Caspern, Food Editor, Dennis Chu, and the Kentucky Colonel, Sean, and the Honorary Ball Boy this week. This is kind of a sad one. It's a downer. This may be two downers in a row, but... Uh, Alex Collins of the Seattle Seahawks running back died this week in a motorcycle accident. Oh, he hit a Suburban. For those gearheads out there, he was riding a 2004 Suzuki GSX R600K. 
I don't know what any hmm. of that means. But I always liked this guy. He's out of Arkansas. He was a really good running back in college. He uh, got drafted, I believe, by the Ravens and was just one of those guys that just never really got on the field a whole lot and everything. But he was a hell of a college player at hmm. 28 years old, man, in man. Uh, down there in Lauderdale Lakes, Florida. Real bummer. So RIP to Alex Collins. Yeah. That is a bummer. Yeah. Well, you can find us on Facebook. <laughs> what is happening right now? Right, we're trying uh, to end the show because your internet went out. My internet is oh, gone. I don't. I'm just. I, I, I'm just trying to figure out how to close this after after uh, Reed's obituary. Yeah. Um, so let's My just ball go boy was to, uh, Let's just go straight to social media right that's the most natural thing <laughs> find us on facebook twitter Leave instagram or email us at sports 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 pod at gmail.com with any questions headlines or topics you want to discuss don't forget to rate us and subscribe new episodes will be there every thursday where we will ask how about some sports how about it yeah.